Welcome back to another edition of the Sip and Serve podcast, where we sip what's cold and serve what's hot. My name is Clay Roll, a.k.a. Rollski. To my right, the board man. And Rick's back. To my left, Uncle Buck and my main man, D.G. What's happening? How's everybody feeling this uh, this afternoon? Episode 80. Everybody on this podcast right now looks like a big old bag of shit. <laughs> Episode 80, hungover as fuck. Had a big wedding last night. One of our buddies got married. Congratulations. But holy shit, do I feel like crap. Feeling pretty rough. I didn't even stay that long, but I'm feeling pretty rough. Welcome back, Rick, by the way. Thanks, man. Rick was on a long time ago. We did a little uh, hunting podcast, talked about some deer stories, but he's back. He was at the wedding last night, said, I want to come on. I said, well, tomorrow at 1 o'clock, be here. Don't be late. Here he is. And you also told him. We really don't have a whole lot to talk about. Yeah, we ain't got shit to talk about. So, this is going to be kind of a freestyle. <laughs> We're freestyling. Are you all right with that? Yeah, I'm cool with that. Let's go. Just Buck, talk. how you feeling? Uh, you got a butt plug in? <laughs> I don't have one in. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's. I feel miserable. <clears throat> you went pretty hard last night. I mean, for, for a man that drinks multiple White Claws, I guess I did go pretty hard last night. That dance floor was popping, wasn't it, gentlemen? Nobody was on. Nobody was working it harder than you. Oh well, I've been waiting for this moment for a long time, and <laughs> I was cutting a rug up, man. I mean, if that wedding last night had an MVP, I'd say it was probably you. Besides, no besides the bride and groom, obviously. You think so? Yeah. You Why said, you say you that? Set it off. Why you say that? Well, I didn't know if you were going to talk about. You know, you were the flower boy. I mean, we can talk that about was, it. That was one of my favorite parts of the, the evening, you and, you and Big Red. So can you explain what I did to everybody? Yeah, so it was a, an out, outdoor wedding. Uh, beautiful, beautiful, big field. Was that? I think it was a bean field back there. Has a yeah. backdrop with the sun going down and partly cloudy. Perfect. The weather was perfect. Beautiful, it was perfect. Beautiful ceremony. You know, you had the groomsmen standing up there, and then all the all the bridesmaids walk in, and and you had you know Cade playing playing guitar, and it was just beautiful, it's picturesque. Man, what a fall wedding! And then the music stops, and you hear the intro to "The Stroke" by Billy Squire. Stroke me, stroke me. Ah! And then here comes Rolski with his what are those called? Fanny, fanny pack. Fanny pack. You had your your pit vipers on in your fanny pack, and you just came out chucking those flower petals. I mean, did you have that? I like, had chills. Did you choreograph that? Like you had an idea? Not at you? all. Okay. The night before, they said you can basically just do whatever you want coming down through here. I'm like, well, okay. Well, at this point in time last night, I'd probably had like I don't know, at least a twelve pack in me at that point, and I just said hell with it. I'm just going to do what I want to do, and I just you know just did my thing, and it was. It was a an interesting combo, you know. You coming down and chucking the flower petals everywhere, and then you had Big Red fought, bringing up the caboose. Yeah, and all he had was just a bucket with a bunch of shots of those little shots of fireball, and he's just chucking them out. Now I heard a few people say that Big Big Red didn't have any rhythm when he was throwing that. Like he wasn't no. tossing my people; he was literally throwing darts. <laughs> yeah. Corey K said he got hit in the face with one. Yeah, he there was no lot that those things were on a line. 
He was throwing piss missiles out there. <laughs> the Hope you're ready. Big Red, man. What the hell got in him? You'd think he'd just like toss him in the air so people could catch him. No. He's just hitting people in the face. Yeah. He's uh, yeah. He, he's trying to make the big league roster. <laughs> <laughs> so then I gave a best man speech. And I was nervous. I might You might not have been able to tell, but I slowed down drinking a lot. Cause I didn't want to, I didn't want to be that guy who screwed right. up the speech and you're up there making a fool of, fool of myself. So I wrote it out and I had like a, uh, a really long piece of paper. I got it from my work and it, I'd say, how long was it? It had to have been like 10 feet, right? Probably 10, 15. Yeah. It's pretty long. And I wrote the words really big because I didn't know how drunk I was going to be. So I wanted to be able to read it. I didn't want chicken scratches. Because I didn't want to, you know, not be able to read it if I was that drunk. So I made it real big, and I think it went well. DG, you gave me a grade last night. What'd you give me? I, on get, that I gave you a nine out of ten. And now, why did you give me a nine? I just felt that <clears throat> you. It was a good mix. It was a good. There was good presentation value, you know, when you when you unfurled that big long piece of paper. I mean, that was that everybody was chuckling at that. That was funny, but then. You know, you had you, you had some heartfelt pieces in there, but also some funny pieces. I think everybody enjoyed it. It wasn't too short. It wasn't too long because you never want to go too long on right. a man speech. It was. I felt like it was right there in the sweet spot in the middle. Could have been better, but not by much. I don't. I think thought. It, I, I don't thought think you nailed it. What do you think, think, Buck? I think you did. It was perfect. I don't think you could have done any better. Okay. And what really cracked me up is when the scroll that you. You know, everybody just thought it was a a piece of paper that you're using as a prop. You literally no, that was wrote what you really wrote it every on. word, down. every word down, and every they were single like word. four inches a piece. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> I wanted to be like I said. I wanted to be able to read it. You, and what, I could you, see it. I could read the fucking thing from you. Probably could. Was away. You probably could. Yeah. It, it see, I didn't. I just thought it was just for for appearances. I didn't think you actually wrote anything on it. Oh, I wrote it all down. <laughs> Every that, single word. That makes it even better. <laughs> Every single word was wrote down. But you said, what'd you say? You said, I think it was a seven, six or seven. I said I would have gave myself, I think I said a seven out well, of ten. Why seven? I, well, to be honest with you, that speech that I gave last night was probably half of what I had wrote down. Corey with the K's got a notepad here in the studio, and I sat in this very chair like on Tuesday night, and I wrote like four full pages in a notebook. And that speech I gave last night was like summarized down. I, my speech was like six, like six minutes and twenty seconds before I timed myself. And that one last night was like right at three, three twenty. Really? Yeah. That that quick? Yeah. You timed it? Well, when I practiced here oh. at home, last night was a little bit. Uh, I read it a lot slower than what I did when I practiced. So I mean, it might, it might have been a little bit longer than that, but not by much. I mean, you had to pause and let people right. laugh here. See, and I didn't have that here. Which is always good. Yeah. When you have to stop because people are laughing, that's always a good sign for a best man speech. Then me and DG closed down the reception. We were there pretty late. Yeah, reception wrapped up about, what, midnight? Yeah. And then we um, moved it on out to the after party. Now, what time did you end up leaving there? Uh, about two. Okay. As soon as my head hit that pillow, I was out like a light. Did you fall asleep pretty easy? Oh, yeah. I had the bed spins, and I left at 1030. Bed spins, man. So you laid down, and you started spinning. 
Yeah, it's the worst thing ever, dude. I hate it. Was you pretty drunk last night? Yeah, like I was telling you. So I've, I've been on the bourbon kick now for a while. Yeah. Okay. And uh, last night was the first night like I really drank a lot of beer. It, it's a different kind of drunk. I don't care what anybody says. It, it just it hit me like a ton of bricks, and I got home. I didn't get sick, but Taylor, my wife, she's like, "You are you okay?" I'm like. I'm not in good shape. Right now. <laughs> not in good shape. So yeah, I, I I agree with that. I think it's a different kind of drunk. I think it's a different drunk between bottled beer and draft beer. Yeah. Honestly. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The the head rush with the draft beer is something else. It's different. I yeah, feel it, like the older I get, the I, the more I feel like I cannot handle draft beer. Like I can't do it. The headache. The next morning. The next, next morning, morning is miserable. I think, like I all I drink is beer, obviously, but. Whenever I do drink some whiskey or some bourbon, whatever, that stuff kind of makes me mean. I feel like I get mean if I get drunk off you of it. You got a mean streak. I think I do. Bourbon gets, gives you a mean streak. So I don't like it. I love it. I don't like it. So, Rick, you uh, you say you're on a kind of a bourbon kick now. Is that mm-hmm. just you sipping straight? or It depends on what I buy. Okay. So, I, what, are you, what are you working through right now? So, my go-to if I'm going to mix drinks is straight gut rot. Black velvet. <laughs> I got yeah. some right here. I'm Black telling you right velvet, now, for a, for a budget blended whiskey, that's the stuff. Is it because it's cheap? Yeah. That's, yeah, initially. But so, now, like I, I bought a, I forget what it's called, Canadian something, Canadian Mist or something like that. I bought a bottle of that. Canadian Club? Yeah, maybe yeah. that's it. it t- I can't do it. After drinking BV, man, I, it just... It's just on another level. I, I just really like it. So you, are you mixing your BV with uh, some Coke or what? All right. So on the rock? that's another thing. So I, I don't like. <laughs> okay. So DG's trying some black velvet here. God damn. <laughs> that's smooth, boys. I'm telling you, it is, isn't it? It's so, cheap. Oh, yeah. I'm not drinking that right now. It's smooth. So I, I don't drink like regular pop. Anymore, so I mix it with uh, sugar-free, caffeine-free uh, Coke. So Coke Zero, sometimes basically. Coke Zero, but you know the one with the black, the brown label. Yeah, Coke Zero's got caffeine. Yeah, so you're going caffeine-free oh, Coke okay. Zero. Okay, you're free. going with the uh, brown can kind of, like the bronze can. Yeah, it's got the brown yep. strip. So yep. it don't keep me up all night. Like I'm pretty sensitive to caffeine, and if I drink caffeine like after three, I don't sleep worth the shit. So if I'm gonna have me a mixed drink, it's got to be caffeine free. Buck, you ever get into the mixed drinks at all? Like with the bourbon and stuff? I don't think I've ever seen you drink that I shit. I think the most hardcore that I get is cranberry and vodka. I know. Now I love me some cranberry and vodka. I can on a Saturday morning game day. I can drink that. I can consume probably a whole thing of cranberry juice. Now what's nice. your, what's not your, much vodka? What's not your much. what's your go to vodka? It's the gray baby. The gray goose. Let the the goose loose. Okay. DG, you, you fiddle around with a little bit of vodka at all? I had I don't I don't mind vodka. I'm not going to make an effort to drink it because I just had one too many bad vodka experiences in college. Mm. Okay. So the, just the just the smell and the taste it kind of kind of cringy. Kind of a little bit cringy for me. Back when I was in high school, I used to get uh, the coming at you. I yes. remember a few times. I, I remember a few times at the fair. I think I pissed in Yurg's camper. Yeah, you did piss in the camper. 
Like I would get drunk off that shit. A couple would, years like, ago, I would just I black think. out and just piss everywhere and just piss all over myself, the bed, whatever. Uh, that's that a fucking mess. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I mean, it's hot at the fair, and then nine times out of ten, like your AC doesn't work in the camper. At yeah. least you woke up in the right camper. Well, we, <laughs> that's true. Um, the wedding last night. Now we're the day after. I'm feeling pretty rough. We got our own podcast and we consumed some beverages while we're here. But I don't think we've ever talked about hangovers on this podcast at all. Have we yet ever talked about like what do we do to cure a, a real good hangover? You know, we, I feel like it's come up, but we never actually just spent a significant amount of time just talking about hangovers. Well, I'm going to tell you, I got one right fucking now. So how the hell do I get rid of it? You got to, you got to line the stomach with some greasy food, man. Well, I had Taco Bell this morning. That, that would, that would probably, <laughs> that do it? That did the trick. I think it made it worse. Yeah, that's that's not the way I would have went. How? What would you have? A, just a greasy ass Burger King cheeseburger, man. Okay. The greasier, the better. Mind the stomach. I had two steak quesadillas, and I I think I got a guy who just started working there because you know how the quesadilla they usually like cut it into like five slices uh-huh. this guy just put a cut right down the middle just two slices <laughs> that would work but it worked it did but also this guy loaded these sons of bitches up with steak they never do that they never load them up with the meat but this guy it was full like falling out the sides I'm like oh, I can deal with this maybe my, he had a good man. maybe he had a good night last night my guy I think he got lucky I think he might have got laid <laughs> so Hangovers, DG. Like, what's your go-to, man? Are you feeling okay today? I'm feeling okay. Okay. Yeah. I uh, anymore. I try to drink plenty of water, and on any given day, really, I I try to drink plenty of water because even on a day where I don't touch a drop of alcohol, if I don't drink enough water, I'll still wake up the next morning and kind of feel hungover. Like I'll wake mm-hmm. up with a headache, and I'll know it's because I'm dehydrated. So I try to make a point. To drink plenty of water, try to get a gallon a day, especially if I know I'm going to be drinking that night. Then I try to drink even more water, and that mm-hmm. seems to help me. I mean, I still woke up, you know, feeling a little groggy this morning, but it wasn't as bad as it could have been. I don't drink nearly enough water. Like, I probably drink three bottles a day and a Gatorade. That's probably, like, what I drink. That's not nearly enough liquid in going into my body. Three bottles of what water. Did- what do you drink throughout? The, I mean, at work and stuff, do you just not? I drink just, two bottles of water and a Gatorade while I'm at work, and then I usually have a bottle of water with my supper, and then I might drink another half throughout the night, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. That's not much. You're yeah. supposed to get, like, what, seven glasses of water a day? That's what, yeah. the, that's what like, the the FDA says or whatever. So is a bottle basically a glass, probably? I would say a bottle's... Say it's probably more than a glass, a a glass and a quarter or something. Okay, well, let's just say I drink four total. I mean, that's still not enough, really. But you said before you don't really get hungover too often. (sighs) I'm getting older, DG. I mean, I'm start, I'm starting to wind down on these hang uh, on the late night drinking. I mean, I just can't do it anymore, especially two nights in a row. Because well, Friday I I got a buzz early, then I stopped drinking, but. Because I knew yesterday was going to be a big day, but man. What time did you start drinking yesterday? Uh, 10.45. Huh. And we stopped at 2 a.m. 
You this, guys... is, this is a little off topic. I'm going to throw it out there. Okay. My wife and I just ordered <clears throat> a large stuffed crust from Pizza Hut Friday night. Yeah. Pizza Hut, undefeated. No better pizza. Pizza. Been a while since I've had Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut sucks, dude. You cannot beat a Pizza Hut pan pizza. Can't beat it. Pizza Hut might be the fucking worst. If we're going to talk about pizza, so there's a hidden gem and it's cheap and it's uh, Little Caesars if you get the thin crust. Thin crust. And I think Little Caesars is like for five bucks. Oh, it's, it's that, hard to beat. You want to talk about a steal? That's a fucking steal of century right it there. It hits the, it, I mean, it. It does what it needs to do. And the crazy bread. Can we talk about the crazy bread? Now, which one's the Man. crazy bread? The garlic or just the pre- the plain breadstick? It's uh, you gotta have the. It's got the cheese and it's stuff. It's got on the it. cheese on it. Yeah, and you dip it in the sauce. That's the crazy. Yes, bread. that's what. You, not the breadsticks. The crazy bread's what you need. I think it's like three ninety nine for like four big pieces of it. You it's, can't get anything for three ninety nine. No, fuck no. Because we're fucking I mean, paying these guys twenty dollars to make that shit for us. I mean, you, you got a can of chew here. What'd you pay for this can of chew? Four, like four seventy now. Yeah. Now that, let's talk about that for a minute. Outrageous. The, the prices on these dip cans. That when we first started doing this, Grizzly was like a dollar forty nine, in probably two thousand and eight. So now four seventy. I mean, now we're talking three dollar difference here. Yeah, I wonder why that is. Supply and demand. Supply and demand, baby. That's all it is. Well, this used to be, when it first came out, this was like bottom of the barrel chew. That's all we could afford back in high school. It was bottom of the barrel. If you you showed up to practice with Grizzly, you got made fun of. Everybody wanted to cope or the skull. Copenhagen. It was the the flavored chews in school. That was it, man. Yeah, the cherries. The blueberry blend or whatever it was called. Skull vanilla. Today, the vanilla goes yeah. down as the greatest <laughs> thing that I have ever put in my mouth. Terrible. Skull cherry for me is the first ever dip I ever had. It was at, we were playing churchyard football. Oh, we hit it in the bushes. Yeah, yeah. That, I was so scared when I got home that I was going to get in trouble for having chew in my teeth. Did you have the spins? Oh, yeah. <laughs> You'd be surprised how many kids came over to that church lot and we got fucked up. <laughs> Funny, you're, you remember when you used to smoke like a pack a day? Oh, Jesus. He was, he was like 15 years old smoking a pack of Marlboros a pack a day. <laughs> yeah, not very many people knew that. But yeah. yeah, we could talk about it. So it wasn't Marlboros. Mar- I, dude, I bought Kentucky's Best. <laughs> oh, shit, sorry. And you know what I used to do? So there was a buddy of ours. We had like this little posse. Yeah. We'd ride our bikes together and whatever. But he had this tree that had this huge hole in it, right? So... I would hide them in that hole. I'd take a, a big baggie, and I'd buy like two cartons at a time. I mean, I'd buy it. I had a plug, right? He'd go get me cigarettes, and I'd hide them in there, and I'd go down there, and I'd hotbox the shit out of them things. <laughs> 15 years old. I was probably younger than that, to be, to be honest. Dude, we were hellions. We were freaking hellions, man. Hellions. What would you do, Yig, when your son is 14 uh, years old, and he's down by the creek? And he find him with a pack of Kentucky's best. Well, that's uh, ooh, that's a tough one. I don't know. I, part of me would be a little bit proud. <laughs> I mean, the Frankfurt side of me would be a little bit proud. I can't lie about that, but I'd be disappointed. What you do? What you do? If I was a father and I caught my kid down there smoking Kentucky's best, I'd go down there and I'd sit him down. We'd sit on a rock. <laughs> I would take one out of that pack. And I'd, I'd say, "Sit down, son." 
I'd tell him to light it up, and I'd sit there and I'd smoke one with him. I wouldn't say a word to him. <laughs> I would just sit down there and smoke one with him. And then, and then once we were done, I'd throw it out. I'd you know, I'd always wanted to do this, but I don't smoke, so I'd throw it down on the ground and you know, I'd take my, I'd stomp it out, whatever you do. And then I'd look at him and say, get your fucking ass home. You're fucking grounded. I don't want to hear a word out of your ass. Get to your room. You're done. You are fucking done. But I would, I think the best part would be just to smoke one with him. Dude. Go ahead. That's your last one, son. That better be your last fucking thing ever. Enjoy this together. Yeah. Two things. Number one, what that, what you just described, it reminds me of a scene out of a, out of a National Lampoon's vacation movie, like che- something Chevy Chase would do. Yeah. Yeah. Like with Russ. Yeah. And my granddad told me a story one time. He was when he was a kid, you know, 10, 11, 12, he got caught smoking a cigarette by his dad. And his dad made him smoke the whole pack right then and there. Mm. One after another, after another, after another. What a buzz. Well, didn't Jackie do that to us with the dip? She made us put a whole fucking can in our mouth. Well, I didn't. She probably made you do that. Wasn't me. But I mean, it didn't. I still dip. So oh, then yeah. jokes on her. I mean, <laughs> well, we, we took a good break there. Fired her back up prior yeah. freshman year, but. Couldn't find anybody to buy it for us. Yeah. Well, we ran out. Of, our plug ran out. Yeah. He went MIA. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch moved out of the new edition. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, so Kentucky's best cigarettes, you realize that's like bottom of the barrel. Bottom of the barrel. Bottom shelf. So this is a true story. So I was. And. Honestly, like we would put two and three cigarettes in our mouth and light them at the same time, just see how like buzzed up we could get. We didn't even really like smoking; just straight head rush, head rush, dude. So I've ha- I've had like two puffs off of a cigarette. The worst when you when you drag on one of them. What's the nicotine? Is it more than a dip? It's way different. It's way different. Um, it's pretty intense. It's pretty intense. If you're not a smoker, like a head high. Yeah, like it's a head high for sure. You get the spins, and when you're drinking and you do it, oh, shit. Hold on. It intensifies it so much. A good dip, that's more of like a body buzz, would you say? I think it's miserable. Well, when I was giving my speech last night, I wish I would have had a dip in so I could calm my nerves down, because I think that would have done it. No, you would have ruined the whole speech, because you would have been spitting in a bottle. Probably right. But for my nerves, it would have been good because you guys couldn't see it, but my knees were fucking shaking last night. <laughs> you couldn't tell. But anyway. You're solid. Um, yeah, I think dip's more like a like kind of like a body. Yeah. This is the cigarette buzz is just like kind of like euphoric. It's like, oh, you know, you're, you're kind of floating around there. Does your face get all tingly and shit? Yeah. Damn, he's not smoking meth. I'm, these are just I mean, I've never had it. I mean, like I said, I've taken it. It's been a long time since I smoked, but yeah, that, that cigarette buzz was intense as well. Well, I'll tell you what, the next YouTube video, we'll just get some fucking Kentucky's bass, so we'll just sit here and smoke cigarettes. <laughs> they catch on fire if you, like, I had one catch on fire when I was lighting those up too. We're are. just going to oh, sit here and no. smoke some Kentucky's bass and just see how they are. That wasn't in the contract. <laughs> oh, jeez. So, like, back to hangovers, right? Yeah, and yeah, I, let's get I back know. here. <laughs> I know you're, Rolski, everybody that listens knows you're not a breakfast guy, but like for me, the morning after a long night of drinking, nothing hits the spot quite like A, Frisch's Breakfast Buffet, or B, Waffle House. 
one of those two. Yeah, Waffle House is notorious for being that that go to that that spot. Yeah, I mean Waffle House is they're open twenty four seven. So I mean that's that's the go to after you're done like at two thirty in the morning. Oh, we're done drinking. Well, let's go hit Waffle House before we all go to sleep. You know, you get that get that waffle in you, get some scrambled eggs in you, get some sausage in you, wake up feeling like a new man in the morning. I'll be damned. What about donuts? That's my that's my go to is a do- couple donuts. Donuts. Cup of coffee. Does do you guys drink coffee, right? Every day. Okay. Does the coffee help on a hangover? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It does. It does, yeah. You you like yours black, Rick? Yeah. Just drink it black. I'm a connoisseur, dude. I love coffee. Yeah. Me too. But I, you drink, like you drink coffee? coffee? I dabble. I like black. Black? Yep. Yeah. Strong? Yep. Put a couple ice cubes in it to cool it down so you can get it in you. Yep. Every morning. The quicker, the better. Yeah. I do feel a lot. I mean, it might just be in my head, but I do feel like my day progresses a lot easier with a couple glasses or cups of coffee. Yeah. I don't so know why. if you guys drink black, do you call like your coworkers pussies who pour all that cream and shit in there? No, to each their own. Yeah. I, I personally, I can't drink coffee with cream and sugar in it just because I'm not used to it. It just, it. It doesn't. It almost doesn't even taste like coffee to me with that stuff in it. No, it doesn't. It makes it real. It makes it thick, like a syrupy. I don't. I'm not into that. Yep. Yeah. Me neither. It almost. So I don't know. To me, it's sort of. It doesn't taste like it, but it sort of gives it like a chocolate milk consistency, mm-hmm. like thick milkshakey. I don't like it. Um, one thing I've been getting into lately: get a black coffee with a shot of espresso Ooh. or a couple shots of espresso, red eye. Mm-hmm. Now we're talking. That'll get you jacked up. Yeah, well, here lately I've been doing the, I'll go in and get the large 24-ounce coffee from the gas station, and I'll just back it down with a sugar-free monster. Holy <laughs> shit. And I'm telling you what, when I get to work, it's it's go time, baby. It's ready to roll. think you're on cocaine or something? It, but probably. I've never really done cocaine, but I imagine it's pretty close. <laughs> so last that right there is a lot of caffeine. Yeah, so, it's about, what, 300 probably milligrams of caffeine. <laughs> We're talking once. about a dude that's... Six five, two hundred thirty five pounds. Yeah, right there. Who says? Uh, who says he's caffeine sensitive? Yeah, he's sensitive to caffeine, okay. de- caffeine, and this dude is just <laughs> slobbering it down. After three p.m., no caffeine. After three p.m., I'm gonna have to try the so that's sugar free monster, the orange one for breakfast, orange with a coffee. Yeah, so you drink your coffee first, get it in you, and just straight up. I drink a. A 24-ounce coffee and a sugar-free monster before I get to the dealership. I'm going to blow everybody's mind right here. And then 15 cars later, they're sold. They're gone. <laughs> Not There's, a single car left on the lot. <laughs> Not lately. Holy shit. There's been a day or two at work where I'm running on low sleep from the night before, feeling a little hungover from the night before, and I've mixed black coffee and sugar-free monster together. What flavor? The blue kind. Ultra blue. Ultra blue, yeah. And now, now I think we're just blowing shit. Now I think we're just making shit yeah, up. I'm not making that up. I really did do that. I don't I, I don't I do it habitually. Good. I don't do it, it often. How did it taste? <laughs> it didn't I mean it didn't taste good. It yeah. didn't taste terrible. I choked it down and it did help. Got me through till the end of the day. Okay. I don't even know how that would taste. I can't even put it into words. Do you guys just like the smell of coffee? No. Hate I do. It. I do. Yeah. Like Especially just the roast. good coffee. Yeah. Can't a stand good it. coffee. We man. got a coffee maker where you can set the time and you just load it. You know, you put your coffee in the morning, the night before, 
filled up with water and it and it starts it on its own. You wake up and you walk out in the kitchen, you already get that coffee aroma. What a way to start the day, man. Is yeah. it me or does really good coffee smell like kind of Mary Jane? It's just you. Is yeah. it just me? Yeah, I, I, think think so. I think it's just you, <laughs> okay. pal. So last week we did the 357 hot sauce challenge on YouTube. Actually, it wasn't a challenge. We just tried the hot sauce. It was a million Scoville units. DG was here. Corey was wearing a camera. Yurik, I want to ask you this. Mm-hmm. From a listener's perspective, you watched the video on YouTube, correct? Mm-hmm. What did you think about that? Well, I was really surprised that you did that because that's, I mean, that's, especially, that's pretty intense. I know you like spicy food, but that's kind of could be dangerous. Well, yeah, the bottle basically said it. Yeah, so uh, I was surprised first off that you were doing it. I thought it was cool, but. <laughs> there was, was nothing watching. cool about that, Yig. I, that was the dumbest so you, fucking thing we have ever done. Say <laughs> so you licked it, and I'm, I'm watching. I'm like really watching your facial expressions and stuff. Your face got red. I started sweating just, immediately. Buck was miserable. I mean, well, his, I, was, his, I felt like his tongue was swelling. He couldn't talk. Dude, my, I mean, I already have big fucking teeth. <laughs> but my gums were like going around them. They were swollen. Yeah. It was. You could tell. It was not fun. DG, you were laughing the whole time. What'd you think about it? <clears throat> I know both of you guys pretty well. And, and I can tell when, when you're legitimately uncomfortable. And that's exactly what I saw on both of your faces <laughs> about 10 seconds after you both downed it. And you almost, I mean, I was in the studio when you did it, and you almost started sweating instantaneously. Oh, yeah, it was instant, man. That feeling. I mean, you, like, your your forehead, your face just got glossy. Like, you just started sweating, like, all of a sudden. And then, so I'm looking at you, I'm like, damn, he is, like, he's he's in bad shape. But you were keeping it together. You were talking. You know, you were, you know, explaining things. And I was like, well, you know, he's he'll be all right. And then I look over at Buck, and I mean, he he just looked like somebody kicked him in the dick. Like he looked <laughs> he looked like he was in pain. This is a tough dude. Oh like, yeah, this dude's I know. Tough as shit. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Well, and that's true. when that's when I got real concerned. Like, oh, he's in bad. When shape. you started wiping his nose for him, that was great, <laughs> dude. It was coming out of all holes, Buck. Uh. As soon as I put that shit on my tongue, it was immediate regret <laughs> that this might have been, I've done some stupid shit in 31 years that might have topped it. Might have done it. If you guys haven't seen it, go to the Sip and Serve YouTube. It's the 357 Hot Sauce Taste Test. Check it out. So I was, uh, just a little side note. While we're talking about this, you know, I, I I chose not to partake in the 357 challenge because I'm not an idiot. Um, well, thank you. <laughs> thanks, man. So, I, you know, I was in here for a while and I was watching and, and you know, after things kind of settled down and it seemed like these guys were, you know, they had a handle on the, the situation and, and you, you know, you guys were starting to kind of come down a little bit. I decided to take a restroom break. So I just, you know, I walk across the hall over to the studio bathroom and I'm going, I'm in there going number one. Well, next thing I know, somebody barges into the door. It's uncle buck. I'm thinking he's heading to the sink, maybe to wash his hands to get that stuff off of his fingers or whatever. No, he like puts a shoulder into my hip and he starts hurling into the toilet while, while I'm, while I'm urinating. (laughs) 
Oh, no. <laughs> While I'm urinating in the toilet, and Buck is losing his lunch in there. And, it, oh, man, it was bad. Wow. The A lot most, of different colors. The most impressive part from this is he didn't even break stream. Really? Just continued on with his piss. It's I got like, what I needed to get out. He got what he needed to get out. Missions were accomplished. It's like yeah. you've been there before. Yeah. So up, <laughs> up next, I think we're going to try the chip challenge. But we're going to give it a few weeks because I think me and, me and Buck need a little time off from the hot sauce. So DG's got the chip challenge in his hand right now. DG, can you read that to him? Yeah, I mean, first of all, the, the one chip comes in a box that's shaped like a coffin <laughs> that's covered in caution tape is what it looks like. Nothing says here's your sign like a chip in a coffin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, on the inside, you know, it says what to expect. Uh, made with Carolina Reaper pepper and scorpion pepper, this straight from hell chip was created for the sheer pleasure of intense heat and pain. Buck's already sick. He's sick right now. Yeah, I mean, who gets... I mean, there's some sick people out there, but who enjoys pain, especially when it's on your tongue? Right. The lips, the lips are the worst, man. My lips were so bad on that 357. I mean, you you have so many nerve endings in your mouth. I mean, like think about how how bad it hurts when you bite your tongue. You know, like think about mm-hmm. that pain. You got so many nerve endings in your mouth. I mean, it's you put something that hot in there, you're going to be miserable. There's nothing enjoyable about it. I agree. But. There, it seems to me, looking at this box here, that there's five different kind of phases of hot that you go through when you eat a chip, one of these chips. Round one, it says spicy punch. So that's kind of when it just like, oh, shit, I, I made a mistake. Kind of spicy. Yeah. <laughs> Round two, scorpion sting. Yikes. Round three, vision disruptor. Oh, that's, boy. That's scary right there. That is scary. So now things start getting blurry. Or maybe maybe because the tears, I don't know. Or maybe just because that's how hot it is. Round four, gut slash. Gut slash. That's Can, does it have a definition? It just it just says gut slash. I'm guessing that's when you swallow some of it. Yeah, and then maybe like you're getting stabbed. Yeah, it could be. The needle's in your stomach. And then round five, roasted. That's what it says. Round five sounds like the easiest round. And there's a skull and crossbones and a bunch of fire. So I'm going to ask you this, DG. We got four chips in house. Are you are you going to do this one with us? You skipped out on the 357. Are you going to do the chip? You called it. If he does the chip, we're going to need Frankfurt EMS. Can have my brother come down. Yeah, he can do CPR if we need it. Some vitals taken before and afterwards. Maybe some Benadryl in case we're allergic to something. Epi shot. Yeah. What's what's in it for me? Experience. I mean, Content. Do, do I benefit? Negotiate. From it? Negotiate on the contract. Do I benefit <laughs> from it in any way, or am I just going to eat it and be miserable in front of a camera? And that's that's I, it. I think that's the point. Yep. It's going to be some good content. I, <laughs> I'm sure the chip's good. The bomb. I don't think <laughs> you guys understand, dude. Chip. Not the, good. The bomb put me on my ass for three days. <laughs> yeah. And that was only 130,000 Scoville units. You guys did a hot sauce last week that was 10 times as hot as that. Yeah. What is this one? I, I don't. It don't have a Scoville on it. Okay. Scoville unit. Give me mm. some time to think about it. Okay. I can't now, give you an answer right now. This man right here to the right, he's done the chip challenge before. So I want you to take us through your experience. Well, okay, so it was, it was at work, and uh, it was on a Saturday. We were having a luau, right? It was 
good mood, whatever. So one of my sales managers decided he was going to bring these in because we're always like, we got hot. The car guys just eat like hell. I mean, it's just awful, but we're always dabbling in hot sauces and stuff. We got a couple guys that they really claim to be able to take this shit. You know what I mean? So he brings these chips in and it was about 930 after our morning meeting. And one of my buddies is like, I'm just going to do it now. I can, I've had hot stuff before. I'm just going to do it now. So he eats the whole chip. He didn't even like experiment with like a bite. He ate the whole chip. He wanted to go home. He couldn't work. He could not work. He had his head down. He had his head down on like right in front of his keyboard. I did it, but I just took a little bite. You didn't take the whole chip. No, I just took a bite. Okay. So you didn't get the full experience, but you you you, you dabbled with it. I can't eating the whole thing. Okay. I'm actually, I'm re- re- kind of concerned, like honestly, because that's no joke, dude. That's when they say the vision thing. Like I could see like it raising your blood pressure, and like ooh, I believe that. Yeah, it could. It could kill somebody that's got ulcers. Probably. So, so <laughs> ulcers. <laughs> Are you thinking Dumb and Dumber? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. We have to eat the whole chip. I'm eating the whole chip. If I do it, I'm going to experience it the right way. I'm going to eat the whole chip. I don't give a damn what you guys do, but I'm going to eat the whole thing. Do it at the very end of the podcast. Well, we usually we usually do it after we record, and then we'll put the YouTube video out on Friday. So whenever we do it, I'm doing the whole thing, Buck. You can do whatever you want. This is judgment-free zone, Clay. So you said it's going against the contract, mm-hmm. but... But this shit wasn't in the contract. You said show up three <laughs> fucking Sundays a month, episodes, every rated R, and don't be a pussy. I'm not being a that's pussy. That's being a pussy don't if you want to eat one. Ch- that's uh, being half, smart. Half a chip. It's being smart, not a pussy. There's a difference. DG, have you thought about it? <laughs> I mean, when I say it. I need time to think about it, I mean, I'm going to take like the next week and really think about it. Okay. Buck, you just went on vacation. How was it, dude? It wasn't vacation, it was an anniversary. Well, I mean, you guys were gone for like, what, four days? We went on a little trip. We left the state, yes. So Uh, what'd you do? Went to Red River Gorge, Kentucky. Had a cabin. Probably slept, I don't know, anywhere between 10 and 13 people, and it was just the three of us, meaning my wife and my dog. Whole place to yourselves. It was. It was nice. We grilled out. Speaking of pizza, we had uh, Miguel's. Two women that worked there, Ashley and Marsha. I told them about the podcast because I had the shirt on. Yeah. And I said, give it a listen and I'll put Miguel's out there. They said, okay, perfect. So not only once did we order pizza, we ordered it Wednesday and Thursday. It was that good. The best pizza I've had recently. Now. Not ever. Right. But recently, you yes. Sent, you sent me a picture of no. the Miguel's pizza. That was the second pizza. And I was highly, highly disappointed on the toppings you chose. We did a half and half. One was Alfredo sauce, fresh mo- or fresh mozzarella, tomatoes, and some garlic. It was good. Now, Yig. Second one, barbecue sauce, pulled pork, onions, and sweet potatoes. Wow. Phenomenal. Really? <laughs> Phenomenal. That just sounds like, guy, that just sounds like a that. freaking huge pile of shit to me. Now, why would you go and mess up a good pizza with sweet potatoes? What in the hell? I thought the exact same thing when she ordered it. 
no offense to Miguel's. Said, I, if I was ordering from Miguel's, I'd just get, you know, a pepperoni, mushroom, banana pepper and, and be done with it. That's what I got the first night. Okay. And it was delicious. Okay. So you, you want a little something different. Well, she she surprised me with the second pizza. I just went in and picked it up. She ordered it online, whatever. And then we got back to the cabin and I opened it up. I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I'm starving and this shit. This is what you lay out in front of me, woman. After five years of marriage, this is how you treat me with some fucking sweet potato pizza. Delicious. And I sent a picture to DG, and I mean, I think he would have dug it. I think Corey with a K would have dug it. Yig. And a little barbecue drizzle on it. Man, it was, it hit all the right spots. I don't like, no, this is just me, personal preference. I don't like getting fancy with pizza when i think of pizza it's just cheese the sauce pepperoni whatever i mean i don't get fancy now there have been a few times that i've dabbled in the buffalo chicken pizzas okay and i do like them but i think that's as far as i go see i think if you go to a place like miguel's right don't go there all the time it's a one-stop kind of deal I think you experiment a little bit. I think you go half and half. I think you get something you're used to, but I also think you try something different. Exactly. And that's what this Miguel's is. It's like a, a hippie hiking place. Like this is where all these hikers all over like the U.S. go. Because these trails meet up and cross from like north to south. Yeah. So a lot of these people are gone 365 days out of the year walking the trails from Maine to Florida or Alabama or wherever they're going. And this place was just off the side of the trail, big yellow barn looking place. It was like a, a wall climbing shop at one point turned into a pizza parlor. And it was phenomenal. That's pretty cool. Besides the pizza, what else did you guys have to eat? You said you grilled out. We had steaks. I made steaks one night. Um, vegetables, sweet potatoes. We had regular potatoes. There a lot of go. starch. A lot of starch was eaten. Did I see some peppers on that grill too? Yeah, there was peppers. Yeah, yep. So, well, I mean, what you went to Red River Gorge, so you went hiking. Yep. I did, I don't take you for a big hiker. Well, I'm 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 telling you right now, that's something that I want to get into. I don't have much hobbies. Yeah. I like to golf, but I I see myself not necessarily being somebody that would go cross country hiking or cross state, but I could maybe handle a county. You know, going from Ross to Pike, maybe. Okay. little three-day, four-day week trail, rough trail, maybe. Sleep in a hammock, rough it. I could do it. I, I I'm not quite, I'm not, I'm a beginner. I'm not doubting you at all. But I think, I talked to Wookie last night at the wedding, and I feel like it's something that I could be very, very interested in doing. It's fun as hell. Hmm. Got a new hobby. Speaking of that, it's kind of funny that you brought that up because my wife's cousin who is kind of a he's a uh he's an i mean he's he's an interesting guy you know he has interesting hobbies and things he likes to do with his free time he started hiking the appalachian trail in may his girlfriend drove him up to maine dropped him off he had his backpack he had all of his all of his gear he's been you know, preparing for this trip for a couple of years now. And he said, I'm, you know, I'm going to hike the whole Appalachian Trail. And he's doing it, dude. And he's he's documenting it on Instagram. Crazy. That's pretty cool. Crazy stuff. Like, he's 
he started in Maine. He's working his way down. I think right now he might be in like Virginia somewhere, but walking the whole thing all the way down to Georgia. And you'd be surprised how many people do this shit. Oh, I believe it. How do you like work schedule and stuff? Like what, what's the deal there? Well, I mean, he just, I mean, he just took it off, you know, he just probably did, quit did, his job. Yeah, he probably quit his job and saved up some money. Like he's been planning this for years. Like huh. a lot of people, they just work, work, work and get like a camper van. And then go out west to like Utah to like the Zion National Forest and shit like that and just hike it. There's like, it's like limitless. The shit that you can do out there, it's unbelievable. And at some point, that's going to be my goal is to take my dog, my wife, and just go out there and just live for like two weeks. Just yeah. not in a hotel room, not in like somewhere special, just like a, a van, a camper van. I love it. That'd be be cool. like completely unconnected, like yep. off the grid. That's what you want to do. Yep. Yeah. Like I in, love it. Into the wild shit. Not quite into the wild. That dude, he ripped up his credit cards and everything. Yeah, he sold his, he set his car on fire and yeah. He wow. faked his death. Pretty much. <laughs> so but what else similar did, to that. What else did you do, Buck, besides hiking? <sighs> I mean, there's not really a lot to just do. Just chill. It was just relaxing. It was. Get away. Uh, you know. Did you get in a hot tub? I seen that hot tub there. Did we ever. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was set on about 100 degrees. The lights were discoed. I think I got my dick wet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I figured you did there, buddy. So, did you run into any wildlife down there? Because no. you're out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, we seen, we went up, we did a trail. It was called uh, Boone Hut Trail. And they actually had like a hut that Daniel Boone, in quotations, it was his hut. Bullshit. Yeah. yeah. But when we went and seen it, it was, you know, nothing spectacular. And then we're on the way back. We saw a pretty large bear bear trail. Really? Track, yeah. And you could clearly, I mean, Haley picked it out. And she couldn't tell you the difference between a dog, you know. Right. Or a deer track. She wouldn't be able to, like, tell you what. But she could clearly, it was that clear that she could tell it was a bear track. Want me to have no snakes? Lizards. Lizards, weird, really, yeah. Just in the daytime, or was it nighttime? Evening? It was, it was in the day. We had a couple running across it in front of the trail. They're just, it's not. I don't even know what kind of lizard it would be. Oh my damn, lizard in West Virginia. That's that, that is kind of weird. weird or it, something it's weird. Like that. It's weird. We saw probably a handful of deer that was like right on the road. Now keep in mind these roads that get you to these places. Speed limit's like ten. Yeah, no guardrails. So a trip to go somewhere might only be 10 miles away, but it takes 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. I think uh, there's a lot of guys around here that do the mountain biking. Yeah. What do you think about that? Mountain biking? Yeah, like uh, you can get a great seal now yeah. and some killer trails. I never, got, I mean, I got never a, tried it. I, I had a dyno with pegs. Sweet. Uh, that was I got a sweet a, bike too. <clears throat> I got a buddy I used to work out with, and um, he had a little one kind of quit going to the gym just because of time constraints he wanted to you know be yeah. be at home more so he started he started mountain biking as like a way to exercise mm -hmm. and now he's ate up with it like yeah it's like a fad he, like it's he'll a, i mean he's he's got a like a sweet bike like he dropped a bunch of money on his bike and he travels with this group of guys and they'll go in the summertime you know when there's not obviously not snow on the ground he'll go like they've been out the snowshoe mountain in west virginia yeah, they'll go to like these big these big ski resorts like within three or four states because in the summertime there's just these badass mountain biking trails on them. 
and he yeah. just he loves it, dude. Yeah, there's a couple guys in the in the car business, and that they're ate up with it. I mean, they you don't get much free time, but they love it. Yeah. Overall, Buck, you going back to Red River? Yeah, I would go back. It was a blast. Maybe, I mean, maybe it was next just, year. It'll be a next year trip. I mean, if it's not there, like I said, it'll be out west. It's just you take for granted, man. You know. And you get to like go out and see how beautiful really nature is. I don't deer hunt. You guys love that shit. Yeah. So I don't really get to spend a lot of time outside other than when I take my dog out to take a shit. <laughs> so this weekend, I mean, or this week was just calming, you know? Yep. The hustle and bustle of everyday life, being a grown adults, and then just being able to sit back, put your feet up and sit around a pit fire. It was amazing. Right. So last night I was talking to you and your wife on the dance floor and I noticed that she had some pretty hellacious bruises on her arm. What the hell happened there, dude? Well, I mean, there's multiple things. <laughs> None of them involve me, unfortunately. Okay. I'm, I'm not abusive at all. Okay. I do like to smack a cheek here or there. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, our dog is, she's going through a biting phase, teething. So she she gets bruises from Lola. And then I went into the cabin and she went down to go check the temperature of the hot tub. And there's probably, I don't know, 20, 25 steps. I didn't hear it. Didn't see it. But I walked back out to the deck and she's coming up. She's like, oh my God. She had fell from step two to step 27. Holy shit. And this bruise, ladies and gentlemen, that's on my wife's right butt cheek is from crack to probably like calf. Holy. I mean, it's deep. Oh, God. It's long. I'm surprised she was dancing. That had to hurt, like, moving around like that. I mean, she was intoxicated. Well, that's true. That, little that numb. Help, yeah. Sip and serve lawn care update for this week. Buck, what do we got? You're going to be disappointed, man. It's a busy week. I didn't, I didn't even, the only lawn I mowed was my wife's. That was it. All right. Going to the text. <laughs> Cold leftovers for you guys. Italian anything, especially spaghetti and Alfredo, Alfredo, barbecue, pulled pork on a sandwich, leftover turkey from Thanksgiving on a sandwich with mayo. I'm down with that. Yeah. Cold turkey sandwiches the day after Thanksgiving. What do you guys think? What do you think about Italian anything? Cold spaghetti, Alfredo. Cold spaghetti is just not. Now I can get down with some cold spaghetti. I love cold spaghetti. Of course you can. You're messed up in the head. Barbecue pulled pork cold on a sandwich. It's kind of like it's kind of like the leftover jerky. Uh, maybe. Um, uh, doesn't sound good to me personally. Are you a white meat or a dark meat turkey man? White, white, white for sure. Does the dark meat make you sleepy? Is that a fact? I'm not maybe. sure. I never eat it. I go after the white. Well, how do you feel after eating the white meat? Fantastic. Nice. Cheesecake Factory haters. Of course you didn't pick them to be your lifetime restaurant. They have it all. Full service bar, pizza, steak, seafood, burgers, breakfast, pasta, whatever you want. Time for y'all to get on the Cheesecake Factory bus. Come on. Was that Jake? Jake. I knew it. He's a Cheesecake Factory lover. You're, you like Cheesecake Factory? I've only been there a couple of times. It's it's good. I've never been. Don't want to go. No interest. Hate Good cheesecake. Pasta. I just I can't get past the name. Right. I can't I can't pick a you know cheesecake factory as my 
one and only restaurant that I'm going to eat at for the rest of my life when it's got cheesecake in the name. You know, it's like to me, it sounds more like a bakery than a restaurant. Full service bar. Who the hell think? Who the hell wants to go to the cheesecake factory and drink at the bar? Not I'm, me. I'm with you. I agree. Probably Troy. Troy. Troy likes some cheesecake factory. I love Troy. Is scrambled eggs fried chicken? What? Is scrambled eggs fried chicken? <laughs> yeah. Yes, it fucking is. Is scrambled eggs fried chicken? Think about it. No. No. I think it is. It is. I mean, technically, it is. Yeah, it is. No. Chicken's meat. Where do you think that meat that you're eating came from? But an egg isn't meat. I, I, egg I is, see egg I is a chicken. I see Egg's the logic. Chicken. I see the logic behind the question, but this is Otis. I don't know who it was. It was uh, random. No no name. I think it's fried chicken. This is a great question. I, I was going to give Otis props. <laughs> no, this ain't Otis. He can't think of anything like this. Yeah, I was going to give Otis props, but yeah, it's definitely fried chicken. No, I think no. it is. Dude, it's chicken. <laughs> it's chicken. You put it in the skillet, you're frying it. It's chicken. Chicken is meat. It is. How do you think that meat, where does the meat come from? The egg. It grows into a chicken. It's still chicken. Oh, I get, I, okay, I'm, I'm kind of taken back. The egg turned... Okay, I'm taking back. You get where I'm coming from now? Yeah. DG, are you I, changing your mind? I, at all? I see the, I, like I said, I see the logic. I'm still not. I'm never going to convince you of this, am no, I? No, He can't convince me here. Buck, try to convince him. I mean, in logical terms, DG knows an egg will at one point be a chicken. It's just we're throwing it in a pan a little early. A little early. <laughs> and we're just frying the chicken up. No, we're frying, fried, the, we're frying the egg up. Which is a chicken. Which is a chicken. It is really. when you, It hasn't chicken. been born yet. So you're, There's a lot of chemistry involved there, I think. Yeah, there yeah. is. We need to get some I mean, let's just face professors it. in here to talk about this one. <laughs> a, a chicken egg, or an egg of a chicken, however you want to say it, probably forms a little faster than a human in a body, right? Yeah. So probably 10 days, you have an egg. And then you have a chick. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's fried chicken. It's fried it is chicken. fried chicken. So, what about fish eggs? Is that fish? Yeah, is caviar considered the same thing as eating a fillet? Yeah, a codfish fillet sandwich from Wendy's? I don't think so. Moving on. S'mores, over or underrated? Because I think they suck overrated it's a campfire thing it's overrated there's better alternatives out there i'll agree I, they're a little too dry for me mm -hmm. bucky likes s'mores we did go on a camping adventure you made s'mores too didn't you every night but what we did was just throw a heath bar hershey bar Reese cups and foil throw about 13 or 14 marshmallows in there wrap it in foil and then set it in the middle of the fire pit so all that shit just melted. Then you open up the foil and you stir it. Yeah. Really? I like that. So Life, no, no crackers. No cracker. Life changing. I like that. So technically it wasn't a s'more. Okay. Chocolate covered mallow maybe? I don't know. No more No more texts. Thanks for all the texts this week. You told me last night, Buck, that 
you wanted to ask Rick or you wanted to talk about hunting. Floor's yours. I mean, I just what the preparation that goes through that, it's not just a week by week thing. That's like years in advance, right? Like when I first started hunting, man, I just gun season, like that was like I live for gun season, go out and hunt with dad and stuff, and that was that was life, right? But it's uh it's totally changed. So we have we have these cell cameras now that are expensive as hell, but they're a game changer because they send the pictures real time to your phone. So like how I hunt now, I feed the deer and watch them on camera. And I don't, I won't even go hunting. Like I'm not seasons in right now and I won't even go hunting till I get a buck that shows up. It's the one that you've, you know, that's yeah. my bitch. That's, that's my the bitch. one I'm taking out. When he shows up, he'll know and he'll find, he'll start patterning him. And then he'll get in there. And so they show up on like, if he gets one roaming his land and shit, they'll just show up on the same, like almost the same schedule each day. Usually if you're feeding them, that's the, we're allowed to feed deer in just, Ohio. Just so corn, shelled corn. It works. It is. I mean, some guys are like, ah, oh, that's not hunting, but we're allowed to do it. So, and it's a game changer. So if you're running cameras and you're not feeding your deer. And a lot of, can you explain like the food plots and shit to him? Yeah, so I dabble in it a little bit. I mean, I got one that's pretty good. And uh, so what I do, uh, clover, I just plant a clover plot, literally, and that attracts deer, that holds deer on your property. Um, and then when you feed them, like, on the clover, it's just, it's deadly. We've killed a lot of deer right there. And as far as preparation goes, like... It's yearly. Yeah, but I think... We were talking about this earlier. It depends on what you're using for a weapon. If you're shooting a crossbow, which, in my opinion, is probably the best deer hunting piece of equipment you can buy, you really don't have to prepare a whole lot. Like me, I use the crossbow. Now, if he's using his compound bow, I mean, there's a lot more that goes into that. Yeah, you got to practice. You do. I mean... That crossbow, you just look down the scope and you shoot it at what you're pointed at. These compound bows, there is way, way more into it. I tried shooting a compound. I went out hunting and I missed two deer, like back-to-back nights. And I said, well, I'm done with this. I was just trying to shoot a doe and I couldn't hit the damn thing worth nothing. It was like a 15-yard shot and I shot it straight into a fucking tree. <laughs> Arrow's still there. It's Arrow's still there to, to this day. And I, I'm just like done. I'm like, why did I switch when... That could have been two dead deer right there. Not only that, but if you're not like real accurate with it, you could wound the animal. And that's, yeah. I mean, you're just going to ruin the animal. So there's um, a lot more movement with a compound bow, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to stand up, you got to draw it back. There's a lot more strategy to it than pointing down a scope like I do and shooting the deer. Okay. So a lot of guys are getting into like traditional archery. So like basic, just stick and string, man. And like that, those guys have like a, mental connection to the deer i'm not i'm not real into that like i would i'm on the verge of just getting a crossbow and just using it because it's so convenient and they are more accurate and it's an advantage they shoot fucking fast too it's now, stupid have either of you two ever stalked a deer that you had your your sights on and then come to find out it leaves your property and somebody else killed it yeah it happened every to me, year it happened to me two years ago i was hunting the a buck that was about 167 inches it scored and uh me and yuri actually it's funny that you said stalked because me and yuri actually spot and stalk this deer yep which that means um 
he was out in the field and we were in the tree stands and he was on the other side of the farm and, but he could see the deer in the field, but I couldn't from where I was sitting. And he said, Hey, I think there's a nice buck out in the field. I'm going to walk over to you and we're going to try to spot stock this thing. I said, well, great. Where's he at? So he walked over and we went and we seen him and I'm telling you, me and Rick, we crawled army crawled for at least 150 yards. So this deer wouldn't see us. We wouldn't spook him out of the field. We crawled like through brush just to get, try to get close to him. We made it probably what? 65 yards from him. Yeah. Cause we, we couldn't get a shot. No, it was 65. It was a little too far away, but we were hoping we were like in his bedding area. So we were hoping, I mean, it's midday. Yeah. We hunted till two o'clock that day. It was rut time. So he was out with a doe. The doe was just laying in the middle of the field and he was just standing over top of her. Now what is rut? It's when they're fucking. That's when mating they, season. They, they get, get like hunting. a month out of the year. So you can imagine if you get a month out of the year that you get to get some, get some ass, like you're not. It's anywhere. wild. It is it's wild. crazy, man. What, how these deers act compared, you know, outside of the rut. Now, do you guys know if these deer are just single companions or oh, are they no. just slinging it all over the no, place? They, they sling, they shit. sling it. Oh, they'll get one. <laughs> And then that that doe will be wore down, and they'll go to the next one. And that's the truth. I'm not just trying to be funny. That's the truth. They don't give a shit. A buck does not no. give a shit. No. Sounds about like Uncle Buck. <laughs> so anyway, we were spot we were spot stalking this deer, and we were laying in its bedding area. So we were hoping, you know, midday, this doe's going to want to come lay and bed down. Never happened. She got up, took off running the opposite way, and he uh, actually no, a small buck came in. And that big buck ran him off because he tried to get in on the girl. And the big buck ran him off all the way across the road. I mean, he ran until he was out of sight, ran this little deer off because he was pissed that he was trying to get that doe. They're crazy. Needless to say, the next night, that deer was shot and killed on the neighbor's farm because it was you season. It was gun. It was right before a gun was coming in. If we had a gun, that deer would have been smoked. He was oh, 65 yeah. years out. I just had my crossbow, and I don't like shooting anything over 40 with it. So then you season... Kids are allowed to use shotguns? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they get one weekend before we get to use our guns. Shotguns and straight wall rifle cartridges. See, I use I use a forty four mag and I use uh, an AR-15, but it's chambered in three fifty Legend straight wall. So it's kind of cool, but you still only get three shots. Yeah. But I was hunting with an AR-15 last year, legally, with a three fifty Legend. See, I had no bullet. idea that was even a yeah. thing. Yeah. Like what? A five, lot of, four or five years ago, probably? Yeah. And I use 44 mag straight wall cartridge and then uh 350 legend, but I st- I've still got shotguns and stuff, but why I don't use that because the straight walls, they're so long and much, straight, so much straighter and faster. It's and crazy. you can shoot farther. I mean, shotgun, you're thinking what hundred yards max. Yeah. Like if that, yeah. Yeah. That's a good shot with a slug gun. Right. So, and you're just using like double up box, like with the deer slugs. Just deer, deer slugs. slugs big old so they're probably not. Tra- yeah, they're not traveling no. 100 yards. No, probably not. Accurately, no. But with that 350 legend, I won't do it. But you can hit a bullseye at 200 yards with that thing. Yeah. So I use the 450 Bushmaster. It's a little bit heavier, and I so when I sighted my gun in, like it's dialed. I can shoot 200 yards. Just put the crosshairs right on it. And, Pull the trigger. It's pull wild trigger. how it's changed over the years. Are you guys tree stand or blinds? Both. I got, well, I've kind of got an elevated blind. We fit four people in there, put on a little heater, and you're warm. I mean, it was probably 60 degrees in the deer blind, and outside it was like 20. 
the blinds are really cool because like I got this one blind it's called a hay bale blind I need to order a new top for it but it looks like a hay bale so like where I'm, where I'm hunting it's a lot of like CRP and just like really tall grass there's not very much woods around so in order to hunt those deer I, I don't have any tree stands I can hunt out of so I just I'll pop that hay bale blind up and go in there and they don't even notice it nah I'm, I'm mainly tree stand unless it's like really frigid cold and the wind's blowing and uh then i'll go to my elevated blind he sits in a lot of blinds he's got these big ones what are they called uh i've got the uh oh shoot double bull double bull i mean you could fit four people in there easily if you wanted yeah you could but leaving those things out there they're made of like a really thick fabric i don't know how to explain it like a canvas like Like a a boat cover canvas yeah yeah just like that and uh it's so windy out there dude if i leave one out for a season there's 90 percent chance it's gonna break like tear yeah Yeah, you gotta get them out stuff falls on them and then like when the snow like lays on them that kills them yeah but anyway anything else buck about the hunting season the adrenaline unmatched unmatched it's It's the best it's the best high in the world in my opinion when you're sitting there and the, your deer, your your target deer walks out. Your blood starts pumping. Your legs start shaking. It's unmatched, in my opinion. Yeah, I love like it. People, people that don't go hunting, they'll never know what that feels like. It's not just like a like a redneck thing. No. You know what I mean? It's like a uh, you pick a deer out that you're getting pictures of. I'd be like, I'm killing that one this year. And like literally how I do it, like he shows up one day in daylight. I'm like, okay, cool. He's in there. Second day shows up. I'm like, next day, I'm in there. He's my bitch. Yeah, because at, at that point in my mind, he's made himself comfortable. He is where he's going to be. He's on a schedule. You, you, your odds are like. This might be like way out in left field, but like, is there a part of you when that deer walks out? Is there like a part of you that kind of comes alive that you didn't really know was there? Like, and I'm thinking back, you know. Caveman, Stone Age days. Great question. You know, like, because men men had to kill for their food and provide for their families. You know what I mean? And things aren't that way today. I understand that. But, like, is there, like, a part of you deep down inside that just kind of, like, comes alive at that notion? Like, you know know what I'm trying to say? Like, it it awakens, like, something way, way, way the hell down your family line that you never knew existed, like... Does There's, that does that like ever kick in at all? Is not that, really for me, but there is just, something to be said about killing a deer with an arrow. You know what I mean? Just a bow and arrow. Like there's something to be said about that. Yeah, it's a different feeling because it's a challenge. Um, then when you put it all together, and it's a cool feeling, you know. So the adrenaline though, just totally. Like I said, I think it's just unmatched. If you've never felt that before. Now, a lot of people say, well, take me hunting. They'll go out there and they'll see a deer and they'll be like, oh, well, there's a deer. Yeah. And they just, there's, they don't feel nothing. But when I go, just from my experience, like he said, you pick one out that you want and then say a few doe come out and you're like, oh, okay. You get excited for a minute because, oh, and be like, okay, it's a doe. Then you calm back down. But right before dark, when that big boy comes out, steps out, that's when your legs start shaking, your heart starts pounding, and you're you're just watching him, hopefully coming to you. He's about to meet his maker. Right. That's what that's the instinct I thought you were going after, DG. It's like, okay, 
it's time. Like I'm about to take this animal's life. And, but sometimes it don't work out like that. I mean, they go the other way and then you start coming back down and then you get, then you feel the disappointment. Oh, the disappointment. Like, oh. like, man, he was right there and then he just, he didn't come in. He went the other way. Maybe he smelled me, scared him off the scent a little bit. I don't know. There's all kinds of factors that go into it. Maybe the wind. Maybe Yeah, the wind. Like that's what I'm saying. The wind, he got a, he got a hold of my scent. He smelled it, didn't feel comfortable enough, went back the other way. And it could just be that, that simple where the, the wind just shifts and that's what does it. An older buck, they pay attention to everything. That's how I they mean, get so, serious. I mean, they that's, get, that's why they're older. That's why yes. they get big. Yeah. So you get pictures of them, and it may be like a nighttime or whatever. But then when you're you're just out there hunting, because you think he might show up, and then he shows up, you're like, sad thing is he's probably sitting there watching you, and you don't even know it. True story. They yeah. are. I had a a giant that I was hunting one year, biggest deer I've ever seen, and uh, I was I was there's a path that connects my house to my parents' house. And it was middle of the day one day, and I was just driving over there. I don't know what I was doing, but just going over there. And I look over, and there's that buck laying right off the road, and he just kind of watched me go by. And I'm like, I walk in right there. I'm like, he's been watching me the whole time. And that's why I never never seen him. Yeah. And then you got, like he said, you got these deer that come in at nighttime. These monsters, they come in at night. They're nocturnal. That's how they get so big. They just lay down all day long. They just lay down. They won't get up until it's dark. That's what sucks too, because nine times out of ten, like the deer you're hunting, that especially early season, it's like right before dark, man. Like you could go in there. I know you're going to go hunting this evening, but you could go in there like an hour before dark and just be fine. Early season, yeah, because it's it's still warm out. I mean, these deer aren't moving when it's eighty degrees. Like last weekend, didn't have no daylight pictures at all. All middle of the night when it was like sixty degrees. Well. Friday night, last night, or two nights ago, I had all kind of evening pictures because it was 55 degrees outside. It was cool. They were up and moving. They weren't hot, you know. They, they felt comfortable enough to get up and go eat in the daylight. So, I mean, it, it all depends on the weather, man. You're not, I don't, there have been big deer killed when it's hot outside. Don't get me wrong, but the best time to hunt's when it's you 25, to, 25 degrees outside, 30 degrees outside. There's a little bit of frost on the ground. That's when you want to kill a deer. Yep. And he grunts and that steam just comes out. His right nose. off his nose. Yeah. So I do a little filming. And dude, I got some pretty, pretty sick clips of, of deer. Not that I killed or whatever, but just, you know, you could put it on a picture. You know, it's pretty sweet. Hmm. Any other questions before we get the hell out of here? No, I appreciate it. I mean, it's just listeners. I know I don't know jack shit about hunting. So I wouldn't know the preparations or what it takes to do to stock, you know, something that's going to feed your family. Right. Give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Sip and Serve Pod. Like us on Facebook. Our email is Sip and Serve Pod at gmail.com. Don't forget to call us or leave us a text, 740-720-3537. Check out the YouTube video if you haven't seen it yet. One million Scoville units. Mad Dog 357. Yig. Ricky, thanks for joining us. Appreciate you. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. It's fun. Yeah. Everybody, get hydrated. Rest up. I'm DD. I'm just along for the ride. I don't even have anything to say. See you guys next week. Fourteen seven. Who day? Wonder who scored for the Steelers. I need Clayport Juju, one or the other.
He scored for the Bengals. Tyler Boyd. Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase. That's my boy. You got him on your fantasy team, don't you, Ricky? Yeah, he's, been, he's been doing well. See you next week.